Welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast. We're your host, Daniel Bonnie Hoover, and we're so glad that you're with us today. Yeah, we are currently sitting by the fireplace in our house because it is so cold here today. So cold. It is cold. For I mean, I think this is not only just cold for Georgia. I think this is cold for cold places. You think? It's twenty. It's in the 20s. That's pretty cold. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. You're in Canada, Siberia, fine. We we get it. We give it to you. But this is, it's really cold out. Well, it's kind of a, a wet cold. So it's yeah. like, it's, it, it gets like cold all the way down to your joints and your yeah. bones. It's like, ugh. Yeah, you know it's bad when the dog comes back in and asks for a sweater <laughs> to go back out. And that's basically what he did this morning. Yeah. It's, yeah, I just admitted that my dog has a sweater, but yeah, listen, well, it's, it's it's cold. Well, it's yeah, well, dogs it, have feelings too. They they get yep. cold, and you know. Yeah. So. so speaking of Charlie Dog, um, he likes to go out the front, and um, and we put up. He's not a farm dog, okay? He didn't mm-hmm. grow up on the farm, and so this is all new to him. So you know, him just running around, he could get in the road. He can get picked up by a very large bird. <laughs> yeah, lots of things that can harm. Charlie dog, if he's yeah. not kept. So we, um, so we built a fence. We got a lot of fence around this place, farm fence, you know, like the three, four board fence. And so we built one around our front yard, which sounds kind of weird that you have one around your front yard, but here it works. And, um, and so he, he likes to go out and that's his domain. It's like a little, you know, mm-hmm. this area and, um, mm-hmm. and he thinks he owns it. Well, he, he kind of does. He yep. does. He does own it. And so, um, so anyway, we kept we we built that fence to keep um, Charlie in, and we've been. I think I mentioned last week during Christmas when we were in COVID quarantine. Man, um, the only thing I wanted to do over Christmas holidays, besides family fun and yeah, celebrate the course, birth, right. birth of our Savior, was I wanted to paint this fence, and because uh, mm-hmm. all my other farm fence is black mm-hmm. and farm fence painted, and uh, this is not, and so I've. I haven't gotten to do it yet because it's so cold and so wet and so rainy and I've been sick yeah, and yeah. all that stuff. But, um, but that fence was, I mean, it looks good, but it was built for a purpose and the purpose was to keep, uh, well, for a couple of reasons, Charlie in. well, to keep Charlie in, but you know, we'd also heard there's like, there can be wool, there can be like, not wolves, <laughs> no, <laughs> dinosaurs, <laughs> there can be coyotes out here and all kinds of stuff. So we put it up to keep Charlie safe, to Leopards keep, to keep elephants. things from coming in to get him but you know like you said he's not a farm dog little dogs like to wander and to keep him in well and it would mess up his sweater if he got out <laughs> and, and rolled in a in puddle the woods or a you know a pterodactyl got him you don't want to mess up that sweater <laughs> yeah, that's just so mean so lots of lots of reasons for this fence yeah. um and yeah. so to use that listen this is gonna be a good transition okay last week we talked about um, how the enemy is out there to get your marriage and mm-hmm. that we, if you're married and especially if you're a Christian marriage, you have a target on your back and, um, mm-hmm. and so a predator. Yeah. And so you got a, a predator out there looking, looking to seek, kill and destroy. And, um, so last week we talked about some of the things that you shouldn't do, um, that might protect your marriage. And so if you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to that one mm-hmm. and then come back and listen to this episode. But today, um, we're going to talk about fences 
Mm-hmm. And um, these are the things that you should do to protect your marriage and uh, from the enemy and um, coyotes and wolves. And um, <laughs> so, but before we get all serious and get down to that, we thought we might uh, have a little fun first. It's now time for Seriously Funny Dad Jokes. All right. I'm going to uh, tell you guys some jokes, and you're going to laugh. You ready? No, I'm not. All right. Colby, These first laugh, jokes are animal not. dad jokes. You ready? Okay. Did you hear about the frog who parked illegally? What? It was... Huh? <laughs> Colby. I haven't even told you yet. I'm it was just... towed away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what did the buffalo say to his son? What? Bye, oh, son. bye, son. Uh, Jasper told me that one. Jasper told you? Uh-huh. Ooh, he got Jasper. it from his dad. All right, why did the man name his puppies Rolex and Timex? What? Because they were watch. What? Because he wanted a watchdog. Uh, <laughs> well, that's good. That one's a good one. All right, okay, well, you what did the one. duck say when she ordered lipstick? Uh... I'm so confused. Go Oregon. Put it on my bill. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I just got that. I just got that. All right. What's a duck's favorite thing to watch? A documentary. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What breed of dog can jump higher than a skyscraper? I don't know. Any breed. Skyscrapers can't jump. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, today we are talking about protecting our marriage and, you know, we're listening to that, um, listening to those dad jokes and Colby just realized we just finally explained to him that we're not trying for him to not laugh. Oh, I know. And the funniest thing was, was this is, this can tell you where his mind is. It's totally on sports. When I told the duck joke, he said, Oregon. Mm -hmm. And at first we're like, what are you talking? Oregon Ducks. Mm-hmm. So funny. Yeah, yep. So, man, that was totally off topic, but yep. Talking about protecting your marriage, that's what we are today. Well, we want to protect the Charlie dog from ducks. Yeah, ducks. In. That's and why we have. Yeah, I'm never going to leave that wolf comment down in my that marriage. So, okay. So, that's last it. week we did talk about some things that you can do that you shouldn't do to, um, that will help kind of protect your marriage. And today there are some things that we can do. Some, some, fences we can put up around our marriage, some some protection that we can put up around ourselves to help um, not just to keep the enemy out, but, to, you know, like we said, dogs are prone to wander. I mean, as humans, we have a heart that tends to wander away from the things of God, mm-hmm. that tends to wander away from where we're supposed to be. There's, And it's always that you hear that kind of the grass is greener on the other side. No, I mean, it's not really, it's just, it's greener where you water it. Mm-hmm. And we want to put up some hedges and of protection around this marriage that God has given us as a gift because it truly is a gift. And if we're not careful, we'll start looking outside that thinking that something outside the, the fence looks better. And sometimes we, we wander um, intentionally because of sin, temptation. Yeah. We, we, um, we're no longer slaves to sin because of what Christ did on the cross. Mm-hmm. Now we choose to sin mm-hmm. because we're just stupid yeah. and sin looks and tastes good. And so, uh, but sometimes we don't intentionally sin. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we, we wonder because we get self-reliant mm-hmm. and life's going good and I'm doing pretty good. And you know what? I can just kind of rely on myself and I don't need help. And, um, 
and we just drift. Yeah. And we drift away from dependence on God. And we never, like we've said a hundred times on this podcast, we never drift towards good. We always drift towards bad. Well, and if you have listened to us any any length of time, one thing that I think there's a ribbon that constantly runs through everything is that in our marriage, we have to be intentional yep. in everything. We have to be intentional in the time we spend. In, the, in our communication, we have to be intentional. And, and anything that you want to to thrive, you have to put you have to put attention into and, and focus mm-hmm. on. Yeah. And in the same way, you have to be intentional about putting up these fences and and boundaries in your relationship or around your your marriage, around your family to protect it. And so some of the things that we're going to talk about today might seem like, oh, well, that seems like a no-brainer. But if we're not intentional about it, we just kind of forget and we drift. So let's talk yep. about some of the do's that will protect our marriage. Yep. Um, I, I want to add one to this list even before we get started because I think it would um, I think it would help everything is one we've got to um, and I'm going to say this especially for guys we've got to learn to understand emotions Hmm. I I mean I think the hardest thing about parenting and even about marriage for me is just controlling my emotions Mm -hmm. and understanding your emotions or if you have kids then under because raising kids is part of your marriage is understanding your kids' emotions mm-hmm. and not allowing those emotions to um, create a false reality or allow those emotions to just totally dictate everything. Yeah. And um, and so one thing that us guys, and I think we're going to talk about this in a couple of weeks, so this will kind of prime the pump for that. I think one of the things us guys are terrible about, and it's not just a blanket statement for guys, but it just seems that we are worse um, than, uh, than our wives is we never really learn how to sit in emotions and understand emotions Mm. and um and man guys if we can take that opportunity to do that and not allow emotions to control us or understand um that our wives just need us there emotionally sometimes and Mm -hmm. we need to dial into that not let it not let it call the shots and rule the roost I think that could go a long way mm-hmm. for a lot of this, which I think this leads into this this next one. Yeah. Um, I think one of the first things, well, one of the things we needed to learn is do learn to resolve conflict. Yep, um, which involves a lot of emotions. Absolutely, because, I mean, we're selfish by nature. And, I mean, I have my opinions on what I, the way I think things should be done or what's right or what here's how we should do it. And sometimes we think if we disagree, oh, gosh, that's bad. But conflict is not really bad. It's just, I mean, honestly, it's inevitable. In marriage, oh, gosh, in yeah. any relationship, the conflict's inevitable. If it's not, then you're probably not speaking your mind. You're probably, if you don't have any conflict, you might not have a pulse. Yeah. Um, you're not, or you're not, you know, asserting your opinion. Yeah. You're kind of keeping it to yourself. But one of the one of the factors in long-term satisfaction for couples is their ability to confront issues and work through them. Um, together to resolve conflict. I mean, there's such, when you can resolve conflict, there's just this, man, we, we worked through that. We, we did that together and it gives you this feeling of, okay, we can, we can work through something. It's, it's, it's hard, but if you're going to be able to get through stuff, when, when things get heated, you've got to learn how to attack a problem without attacking each other. And, um, one of the things I think we don't do well in conflict is learn is just say, okay, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And so I think if we can learn to resolve conflict in a humble way, mm-hmm. man, we're going to have conflict. But that's something the enemy can take conflict and use it 
just a tiny little thing and blow it up in your marriage. It could be something so simple, and then it makes you question everything. And a lot of that, I think, goes back to even before the conflict happens. It's how we talk to each other mm-hmm. day in and day out. And we've done episodes of this. We did an episode about resolving conflict. But um, but it's how we speak to each other. If we speak to each other kindly and full of love and, and grace on a daily then when we have conflict, we're going to have conflict. We're going to argue, but probably we're not going to grow that much out of character mm-hmm. in the way we communicate each other in the argument. But if we're used to cutting each other down and we're used yeah. to to making sure that the butt of the jokes are nitpicking or just being a butt yeah. to each other, can you imagine how much worse that conflict is? Oh, yeah. It's funny. I had a friend you know, listen to the podcast and he said, is that, is that really, I mean, is that real, the way y'all talk to each other on the podcast? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I mean, we, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not a character. I'm not, a, you know, yeah. playing a part. And he goes, man, I'm like, I'm like, what do you want us to argue on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Should we fight? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But we're all, and we do, we yeah. do, argue, we do disagree. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it, our arguments took a turn when it took a turn in our marriage to decide we're going to show each other grace, which we'll get to in a second. And we're just going to be generally kind and nice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and say please and say thank you and say I love you a lot and give each other the benefit of the doubt because I think when that happens it changes the way you argue yeah well and the learning to resolve conflict <clears throat> to it it's that was hard to do and I'm sure there's a whole episode on this but learning to resolve conflict is is a hard thing in marriage to learn to do. But once you figure out this is very important, I can't just stew on something. I can't just, okay, let's just stay mad because that, that builds a barrier in your relationship Mm -hmm. and opens you up to all kinds of temptation outside of your marriage. And that's dangerous. So yeah, if we could resolve the conflict and not resolve to win. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where, Bad conflict comes in as we no longer re- want to resolve the issue. We want to re- we make a resolve to win no matter what, and um, and I think that's you know that's one thing that can go a long way in us resolving conflict. So I think that's that's very important. Well, and I think it leads that goes into the next one that part of resolving conflict is this second thing: do forgive each other readily. Yeah, yeah. When you when you live with each other you will unintentionally and sometimes intentionally hurt each other. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like we were saying earlier, you know, sometimes we volitionally sin and yeah. sometimes we step in sin or we drift towards sin. Um, and we're going to do that in our marriage. You're going to, you're going to probably have this week. You're going to sometimes intentionally or unintentionally hurt each other. Mm-hmm. But forgiveness is one of the most powerful healing agents and protection from the enemy that can be in implemented in relationships mm-hmm. and it's not easy what body what's the danger of resolving a conflict but not resolving it in your heart well I think if you can't forgive then over time you sit on something it becomes you because you stew on it and then it becomes resentment. Wait, that word "stew." I think it's a good southern, oh, yeah, southern it's, word. It's but that's a great. Simmering and, that, yeah. That's a, I mean, think that's a great picture. Mm-hmm. 
you put stuff in a pot and it all goes in there and you cover it up you put the lid on and you don't you leave the lid on and you just let it sit and stew and you let all it the flavors get mixed it together. all gets mixed together and it gets softer and soggier it's a good thing with stew but when yep. you stew on something in your relationship you're just letting it marinate and you're letting it get in, in this case, it doesn't get soft, your heart softer. It makes you get harder. The opposite of that would be meditating on Scripture. Mm-hmm. Same type thing. I'm, I'm letting something stew in my heart. Scripture, I'm learning. Mm-hmm. I'm getting all the nutrients out. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, you're getting all the negative nutrients out of this issue that you cannot yeah. let go, this yeah. anger. Yeah, and it's, it's poison. It's poison to your relationship because the longer you sit on something – then it get, takes root in your heart, and it mm-hmm. turns to bitterness, and eventually, it, then it's resentment, and then it's hatred, and mm-hmm. that's hard to overcome. And the problem with this is, if you allow that to sit in your marriage, that is one of the best tools the enemy has against our relationship, because he wants us to think, he wants me to think that you're my enemy. Mm-hmm. He's the enemy, but if he can mask himself as my spouse, mm-hmm. wow, win for him, because not only did we not figure out it was the devil, but we also... Or destroying something, a God-ordained relationship that, that God said is not just good, but is very good, then he's taking a jab at, at the Lord, too. So mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like unforgiveness is such a cancer in a marriage. It is. It's like termites in your house. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you you don't even know they're there, and they're just quietly eating away at your house until one day, yeah. man, there's terminal damage. And and. We've seen marriages that sit in this for years and mm-hmm. years and years, and and it it does get terminal. I it, mean, yeah. at some point you ask, can this ever be, mm-hmm. you know, healed and remedied? Well, and and I think that's why we're saying let's put this in our marriage as a as an ingredient to do readily, forgive readily. It's the small things. It's the you forgot to you forgot to pick up the milk, and now I've got to go back to the store. Mm-hmm. We'll get over it. Yeah. You know, I, I'm sorry. I just, I was, I'm so sorry. I was, I was busy. I didn't get a chance. Okay. I'm, that's okay. I forgive you. Move past it. Don't just let that little thing or man, I said something stupid this morning. And I think we've learned over time. There's things that we say that can be hurtful that linger for a few days, but eventually we come back and say, listen, I'm really sorry. And part of that is the sensitivity to the Holy Spirit to convict us. Mm-hmm. And when God starts saying, you know what? You don't have to be right about this. You just need to say you were sorry. Yeah. And that goes a long way in keeping our hearts tender towards each other. But there's some people that would rather injure the marriage, injure, injure the relationship, injure, injure the other person to be right mm-hmm. at all costs, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and I think those marriages that last, those relationships that last are the people that can forgive quickly, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes... It takes practice. It, it, it takes practice. It's and it, all it is is pride. Mm. I mean, it is. It's it's as we were watching. It's hubris. You know, it's that just hubris. Yeah, it's pride that will ultimately destruct you. It's holding on to destroy. But if I let that go, then I got to give up something. Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah, you're giving up a right and to some, be right. Or sometimes the right we, injured. yeah, the thing we got to give up is leverage. Yeah. Because if I can be right and I hold on to this, then I keep leverage in the relationship. Mm. That's really dangerous. It is. Well, it's a tool of the enemy. That's why we're talking about. Yep. It's one of those fences. Forgiveness is a fence we're putting up to protect our marriage. Yep. What else? That's good. Um, 
here's another great thing um, is enjoying each other. Mm-hmm. Do you do you like to be together? You know, I mean, you go back to when you first met. Chances are, um, I mean, obviously there's this probably this awesome physical reaction, you know, sure. chemical, physical, yeah. sexual tension thing there. But chances are you just loved hanging out. You yeah. loved doing stuff together. I mean, I remember when we first met, we um, we met, we had like, what, a month left in the semester in college? Mm-hmm. And uh, Bonnie was a straight A student and I was a straight C student. <laughs> And and that man, we spent so much time together. I made my first month. B. You made your first B, and because you're helping me with my homework, I made my first B. Yay! And um, I mean, we we spent, I mean, every waking hour together yeah. playing tennis. We didn't play tennis, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember just so much stuff, so much fun stuff, and um, we just enjoyed hanging out, and that built a great foundation mm-hmm. to enjoy, you know, each other in the future. Yeah. So that th- we can get so tangled up in the weeds of life and just marriage and parenting and work and activities and all the responsibilities we have that we forget to just enjoy each other. And mm-hmm. we're guilty of that, too. It's like you get into holidays and we're having family fun. But I'm like, oh, we we for years instead of doing gifts, we did we would do a date at Christmas. Yep. And it was one of my favorite things. And over the last couple of years, for different reasons, well, last year we took a trip, a family trip during mm-hmm. Christmas. And before that, it's just like we kind of slipped out of that. But this year, we said, let's do our Christmas date. And it was so great just to enjoy something fun. Yeah, nothing big, fancy, Mm-mm. but it was just a fun a fun date. And so do you enjoy each other? I mean, and that goes towards sex, too. There's a reason that... Scripture says when you're married, have it and have a lot of it mm-hmm. and don't, you know, don't withhold because that's, it's, it's not just for procreation. It's yeah. not just to feel, it is to enjoy each other. It's to, yeah. and it releases that, those endorphins that bond you together mm-hmm. with a fondness. This, that reaction that's like, okay. Dopamine bonding. Yeah. And it's the good outweighs the bad. Yeah. And you got to make sure that the good in your marriage, you're allowing the good times to happen so that it can outweigh any of those bad things that, you know, that might, these things might help you overcome, forget, you know, non for, not forgiving. That's why every marriage book you read, every marriage podcast you hear, every marriage seminar or workshop you go to, they stress date night. Yeah. It's just yeah. one of those things that your marriage is going to be better when you do that. And it's kind of like there's a, there's a statistic of, the number of families, I think it's really high, like 80%. I'm probably just making that up. But yeah, I feel like it was something like that. 80% of families stay together when they eat dinner together at mm-hmm. least, you know, a handful of times. I can make up another number. Four times a week. <laughs> you know? Was, like, was it 90% of statistics are made up on the spot? Yes, 90%. <laughs> so, but all that to say, if you want to keep your family together, man, make eating dinner together around the table a common thing. Why? Because you enjoy each other. You mm-hmm. talk, you, you know, and that's the same thing for your relationship is yeah. get back together, get back to the place to where you just enjoy each other. When couples come in for marital counseling, more often than not, a, a question I ask them is, when was the last time you just did something fun? Mm-hmm. Just the two of you, just something fun. Mm-hmm. And it's really sad. Mm-hmm. The, the answers I get back. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember the last time. I remember Remember last year we did wow. that thing? It's really sad. Or before the kids. When was the last time you took a weekend, just the two of you on away? 
That was before the kids were born. Because it takes time and intentionality. And you got to let other people down, probably. Yeah. Well, and you got to say no to stuff. You got to say no to stuff. But the intention, this, it takes planning. Yeah. I mean, to get away for, for a night, you got to get, if you've got kids, you got to get a sitter. Mm-hmm. That costs money. There are things that you've got to do. You've got to make plans to do that. And it's like sometimes just easier. Uh, you got to get online and find some place and book it. And there have been times that we've talked about doing stuff. I'm like, uh, how long did it take us to book our 25th anniversary trip? We looked yeah. at the computer for months before we ever did that. And it was just, uh, it's work. Yeah. But if you'll do that kind of work on your marriage, it's a lot easier to do that kind of work than it is when you are sitting in counseling because you haven't worked on it in years. I don't, well, we don't want to jo- drop $300 on a weekend away. Okay, you're going to drop $300 on two marriage counseling sessions. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. It's, it's a good way to look at things, right? Yeah, it's perspective. You know, and um, and it's kind of like when couples come in, they're like, man, it would just be, hey, we just want a divorce, it'd be easier. Okay, let's go down that route for mm-hmm. a second. How yeah. much easier, how much cheaper is it? And by the time we get to the end of that path, they're like, mm. okay, that's not easier and cheaper. Mm-hmm. So do the hard thing, man, and get back to just having fun, enjoying each other, and being intentional. Build it into your budget. Yeah. it's a. I mean, I know it seems like, well, that seems frivolous, but there's nothing greater that you could invest in your money in is your yeah. relationship. And you might have to trade stuff. You might have to get, you know, take stuff off, like going to the dentist. Who wants to go to the dentist? That's not fun. Go out on a date night. It's so much better. Not good advice if what's, you're listening. Okay. What's another one? Okay. Do show each other lots of grace. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we say this a lot too, I, I feel like. But at some point, one of us, or well, both of us are going to mess up. Um, and a lot of times when, when our spouse blows it, our first reaction is just to punish them or hold it against them and save it for ammunition for a later a later win but but when I'm the one who offended I desperately want you to show me grace but when you're the one that offended me I want to hold it for ammunition yeah and so I feel like um you know the enemy loves to help us store these things away in our heart that are not just going to be held against our spouse, but they, they take root in our heart and they hurt us as well. We think if we're holding on to those things, it's for our good and it's going to help us win something later. But, but bitterness and, and the things, just the little stupid things we hold on to can eat away at our marriage. And um, when we show grace, even when it, especially undeserved, then it's a characteristic of Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about grace. I was meeting with a couple the other day, and they um, they said, uh, they were talking about, you know, their love and lack of love for each other. And the more I got to talking to them, the more I got to listening to them, I told them, and this is a phrase we've said before, couples, I said, you guys don't lack in love for each other. Mm. I said, I can just sit here and tell by your, you know, your physical posture, your nonverbal, the way you talk to each other. The way you talk about each other. I said, you love each other. You lack grace. Mm. And, man, that hit them between the eyes. So much so that the next couple weeks later, or the next week they came back in, and they said, that, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. Mm. We do lack grace for each other. We don't allow each other to mess up. Mm-hmm. We don't allow each other to be human. You know, I I, I was I, watched, I saw something the other day that um uh, it was something online, a little meme or something. It said, how many, and it, it showed a kid's bedroom mm-hmm. and it was kind of messy. And they said, how many times do we walk right past 
our kids best. Mm. And, um, and, oh my gosh, that hit me between the eyes that, that I have a lack of grace on you guys in my life because I have this standard of excellence I want you to jump over. Mm. I can't even jump over that. Mm. And yet I, I don't see your best efforts. Mm. You know, and that's what grace does. When we have grace on our spouse or our kids, it allows us to see their best and mm. the fact that, man, they're really, they really are trying. Yeah. You know? Well, and we want to, you know, when it comes down to, to grace, I feel like the things that a lot of times I get frustrated with with you or want to hold against Wait, you. You get frustrated with me? <laughs> We should, probably, rewind. we should probably fight on the podcast. Rewind. Okay. When I get frustrated with you, nine times out of ten, it's because I feel inconvenienced. Uh-huh. It's because I feel like, okay, maybe you forgot something or it put me out or, oh, heaven forbid, I've got to walk the trash down like 200, you know, 50 yards to the end of the street. Yeah. I mean, come on. We all have things. We have a 10-year-old boy now. Be, ag- be aggravated at him. That's his job. <laughs> but it's those things that... It's really, it comes back to my selfishness and my self-centeredness that I'm expecting your world to revolve around me. So I'm not showing you grace in the things that maybe you had something else on your mind. And the, and I, I walk right past the thing that I forgot to do that, that would have made your day easier. Mm-hmm. So so yep. show each other grace. And and here the last one. I, th- I think if you, if you want a successful marriage, grace is the biggest thing. Yeah. I think grace covers a multitude of sins. Right. It covers a lot of the other stuff we've already talked about. You're right. Resolving conflict, understanding emotions, grace, it it really does. Well, and if you don't have grace, you won't be able to do this last thing. Sir, do serve each other humbly. Um, and that's hard. Um, but when you serve your spouse, you're following the example of Christ. I mean, you think about you think about Jesus. I mean, he was God. I mean, we're watching this this series right now. On if you haven't watched it, it's awesome. It's the Chosen. Mm. It's really good, and it just kind of you download, see download the Chosen app. You can watch it for free. Yes, we learned yes. that because we paid twenty dollars on Amazon for <laughs> the day before we found that out. But you watch this the life of Jesus, and you see how he walked with his disciples, and and he he served them, and he was. They're like, oh, you don't need to do this, but he's like, no. I'm going to I'm going to go push the cart just like anybody else. I'm going to go take my turn and do the hard things and and it was his way and and even in the upper room he said, you know, he we see the example of him of him being God in the upper room he serves his disciples by washing their feet. He placed himself beneath them and he served them with his life and Philippians 2, 5 through 8 says, let each of you look not only to his own interest but also to the interest of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And that seems like an impossible standard, you know, to serve to the point of death, but I mean, you've said this before. Sometimes it's easier to say, yep, I'd take a bullet for my spouse mm-hmm. than it is to, in the daily things. Die to my spouse daily. Yeah, to die to my own desires so that I they can have a win. Yeah. Die to my spouse so that they can have, 
like you did this morning. You're like, I'll get up. You It's your day off, but you're like, I'll take the kids to school, and you let me sleep that extra 45 minutes this morning. It's dying to yourself daily of serving the other person, even when it's not convenient. That was mainly out of guilt because you had taken them days before, and I really felt bad. Wow. Um, you know, I think another way we can serve each other is with our actions, but also with our words. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, back to that chosen. I love the way that they uh, built. You know, there's so much in Scripture. We don't see their minute-by-minute minute, um, daily interactions, and there's so much that we just— so much we do get to see from Scripture, but there's a lot of life we don't get to see that Jesus lived. And I love the way the writers of that built his character. Um, and I, and I, and I, you know, he was this way. There's no question. And you do see this in Scripture, but even in the even in the TV show, he breathed life into people, and he encouraged people with his words, mm-hmm. and he built people up with his words. You know. And, uh, and gosh, that's a great way we can um, encourage our spouse and our kids is, are you saying more words that are nitpicky and um, words that kind of, I don't want to say even tear down, maybe you are, maybe you're just mean and you're doing that, yeah. but are you being more critical that's a good word. than you are being mm-hmm. kind and life breathing and letting them know and encouraging. and encouraging, letting them know that they're, you know how great they are. And, uh, and I think that's a, that's a great way we can serve because what does serving mean? It means putting aside yourself and doing what's best for the other person mm-hmm. and getting outside, dying yourself. And man, there's nothing harder than letting your words be encouraging. It's, you know, well, in all these things, I'll say those are hard things. They might not even just be hard. They might be impossible in our own strength. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked last week about, you know, the, the little fox is coming in trying to spoil the, the vineyard, but we have to keep the, we have to have nutrients go into the vine. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus addressed that in John 15, five, he says, I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm-hmm. And in our marriage relationship, apart from our walking with Christ, we can't do any of these things. No. We'll never be able to put up these fences in our marriage if we're not connected to a life source, sure. we'll run out and we'll run dry and we'll we'll disappoint over and over again and we'll let our, our spouse down, we'll let ourselves down, but we've got to stay connected. Well, I think it Christ. goes back to that verse. It says, whoever abides in me will um, work hard to, <laughs> to produce fruit. No, mm-hmm. will do everything they can to make this fruit happen. No, it says, we'll bear fruit. Mm-hmm. We don't produce fruit. We don't make the fruit. Mm-hmm. We just bear it. And what do you do when you bear it? You just stay. It's like a tree. It's like a vine. You just stay connected. And that's yeah. what you have to do. And then the, the nutrients the come. The yeah. life source comes. And it just comes out of you. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think the key is is staying, connecting, abiding, staying attached to that vine. And then all these fruits that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. grace and the ability to die to yourself, resolve conflict, serve your spouse, forgive, forgive, say no to things on your calendar so you can, you know, enjoy your spouse. All that will just bear out mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah. yeah. And protecting your relationship against an enemy is, is hard, but you've got to be intentional and you've got to be able to put up those fences in your marriage. And there's so many do's and don'ts, but it's like, man, this is a, such an important thing 
to be able to guard this relationship God's given us and make sure that we remember who the enemy is and it's not each other. It's good. It's good. Well, hey, listen, thanks for listening today. The greatest thing you can do to help us is to share. Share this podcast with all your friends. Just uh, There's a little share button on your podcast listener or when you see an ad on Facebook or Instagram, hit share and let all your friends know. Tell them you came across this and it's been good for you. And man, that's the biggest way. And, uh, and so thanks for listening and we can't wait to be with you next time. Oh, we are all alone.